And we are live. Ryan, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you, Rav? I'm super excited, everybody. Welcome, Ryan Rose. He's the president and CEO of Romeo's Pizza. Uh, I don't like to do intros on this show. I'd rather you talk about yourself because uh, you're going to do a much better job of talking about what you do and who the brand is. So give, give everybody a couple minutes on who you are and what Romeo's is. Great. Uh, you introduced me. I'm Ryan Rose, president and CEO of Romeo's Pizza. Uh, we are an emerging franchise concept. We have 50 locations across six states. We have a lot more in development. In fact, we have about 200 domestic contracts signed um, in addition to our 50 that are open and operating. Really excited to open up store number 51 on August 16th out in Colorado market for the first time. Uh, we're focused on being a premium delivery carryout option for pizza in a very crowded market learning to separate ourselves as we get bigger and better. And uh, we're having a hell of a good time doing it, man. It's fun. That is awesome. I, I, so we're here to talk marketing, but I have a different question to start with. Sure. It's 2021. I live in New Jersey. There's literally pizza on every corner, right? Every and, I, and I assume in America, it's not maybe not as dense, but still not so different. Like, how do you go from 50 to 200 like that? Like, what is different about Romeo's that people want a part of? Well, I think, well, first of all, the quality of our product is fantastic. But what we saw during the pandemic, we had an infrastructure that was ready to grow. And when a lot of other franchise brands got hurt in different industries, our network of franchisees reached out to us and said, hey, how's pizza doing? And we said, it's doing fantastic. And they said, we'd like to talk because what they wanted to do was diversify their portfolio of franchise investments and really bring it across the board. I think the number one thing because of the states that we're going to is there was a lot of white space for pizza out there where they are, right? Texas, uh, Florida. If you go around the country, the South Carolinas, the North, North Carolinas, uh, Colorados, literally neighborhoods are being built each exit on the highway. And what we found is that there's not a lot of brand loyalty in these newer markets, right? They just want a good product and they're used to the big guys, no, no names mentioned, where it's about a stock price more than it is about the quality of the pizza. And so we've stayed true to our values. And once people taste the product, specifically these franchisee prospects have tasted the product, they're in because you have to be, you have to believe in the product, or at least our franchisees do, because that's the culture that we build. We are not just an investment for people. Uh, we are a lifestyle and something to be very proud of. And the partners that we've brought on to build out these markets uh, believe the same way. Awesome, man. Well, I, I've eaten the pizza, so I will vouch that yes, it is delicious. Uh, <laughs> So you got you got good product, but you also have a good system and a good infrastructure, right? Like you're bring you're not you're not just saying like, hey, you know, pizza goes in the temperature at this time, and I mean, like it's more than that, right? Yeah, it's much more than that, and we've made a lot of investments in technology platforms that make the process streamline. Artificial intelligence helping make better decisions, uh, online reputation management, which you're very familiar with, but more importantly, for a for a regional brand who's becoming national. Our digital ordering footprint represents 56% of our overall orders. You know, you start to compare that to the bigger guys where they're at 65 and 75%. We're doing a heck of a job being forward thinking for a brand of our size. And I think people look at that as an opportunity to get in on the ground floor and take advantage of all the big boy toys 
but be able to build it themselves and not be dictated to, but actually have a voice in the system. Yeah, I feel like there's this this shift that's been happening for a while that for sure now is like the pandemic sped it up where like the legacy, let's call them legacy brands are like just not so exciting anymore for a newer entrepreneur, right? Like if you're, if you're entering the game of franchising, like if, you know, or you've been around for a while and you're kind of like bored of the big boys, you're like, what's new, what's exciting? Because consumers' tastes have changed. Like they want new and exciting. And so this is a, a prime opportunity for that, so. Well, and they want to be part of something, right? Consumers want to be part of a tribe, and we all do. It's why you choose to have an iPhone or a Samsung, or <laughs> you choose to use Mac or PC, or you choose to follow North Face or REI if you're in the outdoors. Like, people want to be part of something, and giving them something tangible and being proud of, right, is really a key differentiator. And you get into the, you know, our most recent area representative that we brought on was at the table with a large, large pizza brand, large pizza brand, okay? One of the top four. At the signing table, when we reached out our development officer and said, hey, are you interested? And he said, the timing couldn't be better. Came up, we differentiated ourselves and the key decision for him to come with us and rip up the contract that he was about to sign with the big boy was, over there, it would have been almost a sure investment return, but here I get to build something. That was the key difference. I get to be a part of something and build it as opposed to just put my money and let it do. And he wanted the excitement of building something. Yeah, that sounds more fun. You, if you want to make money, you can just go invest in stock, right? Like right. the S&P is a guaranteed return at a certain level, you know, buy some index stocks and there you go, right? This is not about money. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Shannon, Shannon here wants to know if you have opportunities available in Missouri. So, <laughs> Missouri, I can certainly talk to our uh, <laughs> officer. He's sitting across the table for me, so he's listening. All right, bookmark that for later. All right. Well, listen, this show is called "How Multi-Unit Brands Successfully Market at the Local Level," and that's what I want to get into for a second. Yes, sir. So, we've known each other for a while. I know some of your secrets. This is why I reached out to you. I said I really want you on the show. You, we can go in any direction here, but what is what is one thing that you guys do to helpfully help your franchisees and your own stores? How, wait, how many corporate stores are there? Seven. Seven, right? And then 50, so 43 franchisee. How do you make sure, how do you make sure that every single store is able to successfully market? Like, give us some of the tips. Be the local pizza champion. What does that mean? How does that work? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. We actually coined this about a year ago, uh, September of last year. We looked around and said, what's going to be our differentiator, right? Because it's not going to be price. Uh, it can be quality, but how do people get the quality? How do they know? And so we coined it. And what we looked around in our franchisee system and our corporate system is a lot of us were philanthropic by nature. It's just who we are as people. And the best marketing tool that we have in, in pizza is pizza, right? It's getting the product into consumers' mouths, right? Once we have that, we can really, really tackle it. Well, how do we do that and benefit the communities that we're in, right? We know that 80% of our revenue, of our lifetime revenue in an individual location is gonna come within two to three miles of our location, right? So. 
you go and you brand and you do all these TVs and radio and sporting events. And I get that. That's fine. That's part of the awareness play that the franchisor is responsible for. But how does that translate down to the independent franchise owner of that store? They have to be involved in their community, right? They have to be an extension of us within their three mile radius. So we really created this umbrella of this local pizza champion. And what that means is basically on a day in and day out basis, doing what it takes to be a valuable member of your community through investment, through philanthropic efforts, through donations, through community outreach, whatever it may be, so that you're ingrained, right? You're ingrained in that community and they are not coming to Romeo's, but they're coming to, oh, Sally owns that Romeo's, right? Or Chris owns that Romeo's. And they were there for our youth baseball teams. And do you remember when they showed up at the Boys and Girls Club down in North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and brought us 10 pizzas so that those kids had a great experience at that event, right? Those are the types of things that we've shifted our mindset to. And the awareness stuff, it's easy to go by radio. I mean, we call our media company and we say, hey, we want to spend X and they put us on the radio stations that have the best listenership. But it's hard as an organization to become everything to everyone in each individual market. That's where we give a guided path on best practices that we use from our best franchisees and trickle it down into our newer franchisees and our franchisees that may be behind and say, here are the things that you can do to be a local pizza champion. I'll give you a great example. Our Columbus market, Columbus, Ohio, it's a dominant market, it's wonderful, it's, a, it's led by a great group of people. They organized during the pandemic, 1,500 pizzas, okay, that were delivered to Nationwide Children's Hospital. Wow. They lined up 20 delivery cars, drove through the city, they loaded up a full truck full of toys, right? Boxes of toys for the kids at this hospital. And all the pizzas were given to first responders, nurses that were dealing with the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. They coordinated this entire thing and delivered 1,500 pizzas out of 13 locations at nine in the morning on a Wednesday. That's awesome. That, that is when you truly are reinvesting in your community, right? You are becoming above and beyond the best partner that you can be and our product happens to be a really good pizza. And um, we've, I, I mean, there's countless numbers of examples that we keep basically a, a library of, and then we filter it down and on our bi-weekly or monthly marketing calls with each of the groups out there, we share best practices. Do you have an opportunity to do this? Do you have an opportunity to do this? Um, most recently, we've donated to hospitals around Northeast Ohio pizza, right? We donate to um, battered women's shelters quite a bit, children. Anybody that needs help, we're trying to find a way to help them through food and specifically our pizza. That's awesome. Do you have like a, like a playbook or a handbook for this? Like how do you operationalize and teach this? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I can tell you that the playbook gets updated basically weekly, right? And holy, holy crap, look at that. That just knocked it out of the park, right? And then we'll call Texas and say, hey, Texas, 
Ohio just did this. And, and it's really cool because when you get the philanthropic behaviors, right, before they even become partners with you, what you do is, and, and a lot of these groups are really competitive by nature. Some of them are former college athletes, some of this, and you start, <laughs> I, I say this kind of in jest, but you, you start playing against each other, right? Oh, did you see what Patrick did over in Youngstown, Ohio? And then Texas will be like, well, we love Patrick, but we want to destroy him, you know, and we're going to go do this. And uh, literally, there are some of those things that we create some internal competition. And, and it's all friendly, right? Everybody wants everybody to be successful. That's how the brand continues to grow. Uh, but creating that inter internal competition and, and creating awards, right? We give awards out at the end of the year. And who's going to win the local pizza champion award, right? Oh my they goodness. want that trophy. I hope you broadcast that on social media or at least record it and share it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's actually a great idea. And, and like I said, it's still less than a year old um, because we did create this in September of last year. And what we did was we formalized it last September, right? It was already the behaviors that our best partners and franchisees were doing. We just formalized it. We created an umbrella and then created the internal narrative around it and what it's done is, you know, all tides rise, right? All ships rise with the tide. And that's all we're trying to do is just create that tide, continuing to rise it. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. It's fun because we don't just talk about business all the time, right? Because that can get mundane. And um, I, I would laugh. I'm not the most fun guy in the world. <laughs> Typically, I'm pretty serious. I'm pretty even keeled. I like to go, go, go. But what I've seen through this is that our franchisees have made pizza fun through philanthropic efforts and community efforts and really becoming the local pizza champion. And it's actually lightened me up, right? Because they've said, because I see it and I see the joy on people's faces when you bring them pizza for free. And if you scan our social media accounts with our Instagrams, you'll see tons of pictures. Uh, Romeo's, Romeo's Dallas and Romeo's Austin are probably the best Instagram examples of what's going on. Uh, Romeo's Columbus is a great one as well. Um, you can check out our Instagram pages at the corporate level on what we do. We just did an event yesterday. And we also have a very disciplined schedule. We want each of our stores to be doing an event a month, right? So you start to really calculate that. That's 600 local events a year that we are doing across our system now. And think about it. It's only going to be a few more stores and we'll be approaching a thousand. That, that's really making a huge impact and it, it separates us from the pack. We believe it does. That's awesome. I want to just quick... Quick shout out here to, to John. Hi, John. Good morning to you. Welcome. John's a pretty awesome uh, multi-unit entrepreneur as well. But anyway, yeah. all right. So you were talking about, you, you're calling it, you know, local pizza champion, community involvement. To me, that's establishing an emotional connection, right? Yeah. Like it is, it is an offline marketing activity, right? It is like, oh, I don't see this as a, a transaction, Right. I see this as this is part of where I live. This is part of like it's no different than like I like this playground. I go to that guy to get my tires fixed. Like it, it's just establishing its emotional connection. It's a hard thing to teach. 
It's a hard thing yeah. to teach for sure. You know, it's funny. My chief strategy officer would be disappointed with me that I didn't say emotional connection because he's <laughs> um, with it. He's like, we have to create that emotional connection. And look, food in general creates an emotional connection with people. We have such a medium to do it. And uh, but yeah, the official term is the emotional connection. Connection. And awesome. uh, go ahead. No, finish, please. Uh, but yeah, that emotional connection, that's the real part of what we do, right? That makes that, it makes it tangible. And I think that when you get into the, the radio broadcast and everything that we've mentioned before and social media, I mean, look, social media is a great thing. Um, I'll tell you, I'm so happy we're on LinkedIn. It's my favorite social media to be on. Um, not really a huge fan of the other social media platforms. I, I tend to find that LinkedIn is the most positive, supportive social networking that's out there for entrepreneurs, for people that want to be better. And But when you're able to create a tangible connection, right, that's the exchange of food. And that's the in-presence um, activity that we're doing through these local events and these local pizza champion events. That tangibility brings that emotional connection to life. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're not, we think our pizza speaks for itself. Okay. We don't need to broadcast it at a cheap price and all that kind of stuff. Once you taste it, you know that it's a differentiator. You've had it. Um, but more importantly, shifting our efforts to partnering with foundations. For instance, we, uh, we partnered with the Arbor Day Foundation. We use a lot of boxes, right? We use a lot of boxes. And in fact, we use over 3 million boxes a year. Wow. And so we partnered with the Arbor Day Foundation to start giving back and planting trees, right? We use trees, we wanna plant them back. And I can tell you that we planted more trees this year than it took to produce our boxes. That's and awesome. we, we continue, we're gonna continue that relationship and, and even help more, right? We don't mind doing more. Uh, because we can help where other people aren't. We partnered with Second and Seven Foundation, which is a great foundation founded by four Ohio State football players out of Columbus, Ohio, and it now stretches across 26 states, and it helps fight children's illiteracy. So you get star high school athletes and college athletes and even professional athletes that pre-pandemic would go into uh, classrooms and read to second graders, right? So we are a key sponsor of them. Uh, they produce 90,000 books a year to give to kids in the second grade and underprivileged areas. And we help produce those with our, with our partnership. We do those, but more importantly, our messaging that we're starting to go live with in social media is more around those efforts and the impact that we're making at a brand level and at an individual level so that people know we're reinvesting the money that you're investing in us for a great pizza. We're taking portions of that and reinvesting into our communities to make them better. I love talking to you, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Typically, the show is like, oh, we, we buy ads on Facebook. We, we manage our listings. Like, and those things are important. I want to talk about this a little bit, but you're like, no, no, no. 
The most important thing here is the emotional connection that we have to our product, to our people and our communities and that they have back. And how do we stoke that? We just have to tell the story, right? Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Like it's a really hard thing to do. You know what I mean? And there there are are brands with, you know, 10 times as many units as you that can't figure this out with 10 times as many employees, you know? Well, you know, it's crazy about that. It's actually easier to form it when we're smaller. (laughs) Because now, right, there's not as many voices. And and when you get into these big companies and well, we have to have a meeting to schedule a meeting to talk about that meeting. And then I want to debrief on that meeting. Well, when you have five leaders sitting around a table that say, hey, we want the emotional connection about our food and our people and our communities, how do we do it? And you only have five voices maybe, or 10 voices as opposed to a hundred and different opinions. So that's been actually a very good positive for us. That's awesome. I want want to segue this here because you talk a lot about empowering your franchisors, the people that are running these businesses, right? And how do you do that on a marketing level? And I think I heard you say that you let them run individual social media accounts, but like, how do you, what are some of the ways that you empower the franchise or the people that have trusted, you know, you to help franchisees. them? The franchisees, sorry, the franchisees with their marketing. Like, how do you help them with that? Well, it's pretty diligent. Um, so we have approved agencies that have our narrative, right? They're building our narrative. Uh, we look at our ourselves as kind of the content creator, right? That's where we want to get to, the mass content creator. And we actually have a franchise resource center that's an online access for all of our franchisees and their marketing agencies that can go in. And we provide content. And they can go in and download it anytime, 24 hours a day. We upload it once a week. We refresh content. And we'll take content that we really like from different areas and say, hey, use this as an example in your area. Um, we have weekly calls. It's kind of interesting that we're having this call today because I, from our marketing department, we asked them, hey, what are you doing to support the franchisees, right, on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And if I were to pull up the report, I could read you, you know, two pages of daily activities that they're doing to help. It's a lot of outreach. It's a lot of um, supportive leadership and it's a lot of accountability, right? We get busy all the time. Sorry, a fire truck going by. Um, (laughs) Everybody's busy and everybody has different priorities. So giving them a game plan and then not only the game plan, but it's the follow-up on the game plan. And so I would say that it's very tactical with scheduled follow-up calls. Hey, how are you doing here? Is there any help that you need here? We track sales all the time to see if marketing efforts are making impact and if there needs to be transition or pivoting to another strategy. Um, But a lot of it, Rev, is ultimate communication, right? And not shutting them out. We believe that feedback is a gift. It can also be overwhelming at times because a lot of people like to give feedback, especially when they're making an investment of this size, um, which may be significant to some, to most. Um, And we want to make sure that their investment is protected and supported as much as possible. So it's all about communication and the cadence of which we do it, right? Someone once told me, and hopefully it doesn't um, come across bad, but how good of a relationship are you going to have with someone that you meet if you only talk to them every four months, right? 
it has to be that buildup of that trust and to know that we're coming from a good place and a good intent. And we really, really try and focus on that. Look, there's not many people that wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to make that person's day really bad. They, <laughs> right? It's not how it works. Um, so we often talk about intent of what we're doing with everything and also the intent of the other person. That other person didn't wake up and want to make your day bad. They may have had a bad day. But so it's a lot of coaching, a lot of accountability, a lot of communication. It's on a cadence. It's on a sometimes a weekly, depending on how much they need. Sometimes it's biweekly. Sometimes it's monthly. We also are very in tune with our individual markets, marketing agencies. We have great relationships with them. Um, I could probably name, I don't know, most of them on off the top of my head from each market by first name who their marketing agency partner is the actual person that they work with, That's not awesome. an agency. So empowering them, supporting them, letting them choose, but also managing it through the content creation, the communication, the accountability, and the cadence. I'm oh, sorry, I wanna make sure I understand. So you have like marketing agencies deployed or approved in different parts of the country, and then they're helping the franchisee with their marketing in whatever form that is. Yeah, because that would cool. be, wouldn't it be very, arrogant of us to think that I know what works in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I don't. So. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I, I mean, I don't know if people like the Broncos. I don't know if they, <laughs> you know, trees more than Ohio. I don't know, but they do. And so we, we always are constantly learning. We're constantly asking questions, but the boots on the ground in those independent markets are better serving our franchisees there than we are here. That's awesome. All right, I'm going to throw an example at you or a scenario sure. rather. All right. So you got a, a franchisee, maybe they have one store, five stores, doesn't matter. They, they call into HQ and they're like, we are struggling. Like we can, we are having problems with acquisition, whatever. How do customer you solve acquisition? That? Yeah. Like new customer. How do you solve that? Well, so new customer acquisition is always the hardest, right? So we are sympathetic because we've seen examples of it. So that's the first thing is to be compassionate and sympathetic and understand where they are coming from. We understand exactly. We ask them, okay, let's go through what you've done, right? Think about this, Rep. There's a formula to success, right? Good product, operational excellence, right? Community involvement and um, franchisee engagement, right? Those are really the four things. And so you look at those and you go, are we doing all of those at an optimal level, right? So it might not be about their marketing. It may be that they were marketing bad product because they weren't doing operations correct. I wish I could say that there was a magic um, wand for customer acquisition, but there's not. And so we actually have to dissect it into each category. now. We're so hypersensitive to our franchisees' success that we're actually looking at this on a weekly basis. If I showed you the data that we do on a weekly basis, we analyze individual store trends, we, we analyze individual store online ordering, guest check average, customer count. We analyze it all. And because we're analyzing it so frequently, we're able to hit it way before the franchisee may know that something is coming down the line. 
Um, and typically, you would see it through online reputation management. You see review scores go down, and then, and then you see sales follow, right? And I can tell you that we assess each independent, independent, independent market and understand where they are. We have an aggregate 4.2 out of five star rating across 50 stores, right? So it's fantastic. But there are some stores every once in a while that will start to have service complaints, operational complaints, but it's only a few at a time. So we're able to be snipers and go in and sit down with that franchisee and say, where are you struggling, right? This is what we're seeing. And oftentimes it's not about the marketing more as it is that there's something broken in the formula. And I think that if you have consistency in great product, great involvement, great franchisee engagement, that the customer acquisition will come. Customer acquisition is a result of behaviors. We try and analyze the behaviors that are happening. Awesome, man. And I, we've, we've gone deep on that subject before, yeah. so I, I know, but for anybody that's watching this now or listening to it later, like pay attention to your reputation score. It, it's a, it is a leading indicator or really actually a lagging indicator of where the problem might be. You know what that's I mean? Correct. Yep. That was awesome. Well, Ryan, I always promise these conversations are no more than 30 minutes and we can, I know I could ask you questions for another hour, but we'll cut it there. Uh, I appreciate this so much. Always a masterclass to talk to you. Ryan Rose from, from Romeo's Pizza. Super glad to have you on the show and thank you for sharing such great insights. So, Rev, I appreciate it. I hope the viewers found it helpful. Awesome, buddy. Well, I hope you have a great day uh, and I, I need to eat some of your pizza again soon. So, <laughs> Come on out. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great day. You too. Bye.